Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. And today, things are getting spooky, because uh, we've got a ghost in the machine. Ooh. There's a ghost in this shell? It's a Halloween question mark episode. Uh, but it is not the ghost in the machine, the episode that's about Starscream's ghost. Oh, that's a fun episode. Oh, wow. Starscream's ghost showing up at this show would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but it would I be mean, prime Starscream. Hey, they've already got Steve Bloom. Hey. Yeah. That's true. Also, there's somebody else that they've already got who they will be taking advantage of in this episode. Oh, oh, indeed. <laughs> Speaking of old Transformers voice actors. Yes. Ah, uh, yeah, so this is episode seven uh, of season four, the 85th episode overall. Uh, first aired May 28th, 2016, the, the spookiest month of all May. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Very spooky. And and uh, written by Len Uli. Uh, previously wrote Velocity, the animated episode that introduced uh, that weird car racing circuit. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's and, been a while. Uh, and the recent-ish uh, Robots of Disguise episode, Railroad Rage. Okay. Oh. Yeah, when Stundicons are obsessed with the train. Yes. Because it's faster than them, so it can't yes. be allowed yeah. to live, even though it doesn't live. But they don't understand that. They're a little confused. But no, the uh, the the bots be open, and the bots are preparing to celebrate Halloween. <laughs> because it's it's like Halloween, but it's earlier because it gets too cold in Maine, and everybody has to wear cl- coats over their costumes. Yeah, so it's not even just earlier in the day; it's earlier in the year in unspecified month. I mean, to be fair... Yes. this could be June for all we know. I, mm. I have lived that far north, and this is reasonable. Yes? It gets cold. Well, the, the, the advantages of, of Halloween in colder months is, hey, I can put on a more complicated costume. But it is not <laughs> conducive to, like, sexy Optimus Prime costume. Yes. A short skirt is not going to do well on Halloween Halloween in, in New England. Yes. Or, to Kate's disappointment, ballerina costumes. Oh. Yes. had a nice little musical sting accompaniment. Yeah, the problem with uh, that is that when it is no longer so cold, that means that uh, you get all sorts of uh, pranks. Mm. More pranks than you would normally have in the cold months. Yes. People aren't going to come back and come out and do those pranks when it's cold out. It's warm. The weather's nice. That's when you're pranking. They're carving pumpkins, so it must be late enough that pumpkins have grown. Well, I that are, you know... Genetically engineered pumpkins. Yeah, I'm thinking Doc grew like mutant pumpkins. Yeah, it's, it's possible that Doc just design some pumpkins that grow faster. And that could be a whole episode, they, they, they because then it. if you leave them until fall, they're, like, big enough to take over the town. <laughs> yes. The great pumpkin himself. And yeah, Blades, of course, he wants a costume himself, but 
you know, Heatwave insists they not need, they don't need costumes because they're already robots. People should be dressing People should up, be dressing as, up as us. Yes. It's not respectable. It's not dignified. And uh, however, the uh, uh, Quick Shadow is mysteriously back in town. Yes. Hanging out. Just in time to get stolen. Oh no! Is it Raul? It should be Raul, but it's not. It is not. It is our. Uh, it is our duo of crime druids, Evan and Miles. Yay! Oh, the crusty druids. I I would like to point to remind people that uh, we we call them druids because they both wear these just like kind of frumpy, shapeless, light brown pullover hoodies that from the waist up just absolutely look like druid robes, like stereotype yeah, druid robes. Sort of- creamy brown big hoodies. And like the way the neck lays it absolutely looks like they are not wearing t-shirts under these robes. <laughs> these these yeah. hoodie robes. It's, it's it's weird. But yeah, they have these hoodies that just absolutely look like druid robes. I don't know why they can't just wear clothes like normal people. Mm. I guess they're too busy doing crimes. And as I think it's Blades points out, one of them talks and one of them does not, and they can't remember which is which. Yeah, even Chase can't remember which one is which. Yes, Chase, Paragon of Order. Which cannot. I feel is almost a gag that they've swapped which one talks between episodes. <laughs> but we weren't paying enough attention. No. I mean, I hope that's actually the gag, but... Anyway, she is. They put her in like a storage container or a shipping container, but she's able to laser her way out. Because they think and she's so, just a fancy sports car. Yes, but they determine that there's nobody driving her, so she must have like a really fancy self driving system that actually works. <laughs> <laughs> Not like the ones that we have today, which are Ooh. sketchy. Yes. Which will plow you into a tree and oh, then. It, keep, it keeps uh, accelerating whenever Cade's in front of it. Did just, you, just put a circle of salt around her. That'll stop it. Did you hear the thing about how they would like... So, if if the power is cut on, on a Tesla, it'll lock the doors automatically. And one of the uh-huh. things that would cause the power to be cut on a Tesla would be it catching on fire. So there have oh, been God. cases oh, no. of people... Where the car catches fire and then they're locked inside and they can't get it to unlock. They're, and there's they're safely like, locked inside. There's a manual like latch for it, but it's hidden because you're not. You're only really supposed to use it in emergencies. And in order to find it, you're gonna have to go through like ten minutes of the video owner's manual on YouTube, oh. and that is not something that you're going to be doing when you're trapped in a car that's on fire. <laughs> Uh, so that was the thing that I mean in the one case that I heard of he was like in a city and some passers by were able to break the windows and get him out but yeah that's uh, 
it's it's not sometimes your car needs to not try to outsmart itself <laughs> and evan and miles have sort of outsmarted themselves here because they believe that the the car is an actual is the actual car from the maven danger movies Yes, which yeah. we have. Wait, do they ever and that must be that? very valuable, and that's why they're trying to steal it. They want to sell, steal it because it's a valuable car, but I, I didn't actually notice about them talking about the bots talk about that. Later. I think that's what they conclude. Maybe, but it is a possibility. It is an expensive car that can drive itself. That's that's good enough reason to steal yes. it. It's definitely fancy. Of course, that, of course, that also, you know, if this is like a super famous expensive car, who are you going to sell it to? black market there's there's always a black market for that sort of stuff i guess like russian oligarchs yes yeah absolutely these guys do seem like they have contacts with with russian oligarchs so <laughs> anyway so uh so quick shadow is there to help with the uh the Erlewine security and so they're gonna have to keep an eye on her in case they attempt to steal her again but she lets them know that she's more than just a pretty chassis, which, as anyone yes. who had that old BotCon Air Racer or uh, <laughs> RC, the Spider RC figure, that, that gives you flashbacks. You have a little, uh, have a little moment of being triggered there. I'm more than just a pretty face. I'm more than just a pretty face. The box wouldn't shut up. And of course, uh, Evan and Miles don't know that the bots are really from outer space now because they've been on the mainland in jail. Yes. Yeah, they have not been kept up to date. Yeah, so we uh, we cut to a little later. Bot, uh, Blades is trying to uh, find a... Uh, he's trying to decide on a Halloween costume. He's thinking ironic pop culture reference or classic scary. This is important. This is like the eternal debate here. Yeah, so do I go Emoji or Dracula? Hey, what is it, like a smiley face with a tongue sticking out? Yeah, Dracula. Which is like, yeah, they're both basic, but go with Dracula instead of the Emoji movie, which has yet to come out in <laughs> their time. Maybe in their timeline and, it never will, and it will be a better place for it. And, you know, Kay and uh, Cody, he's been at school, and they've been learning about a time when people were afraid of radios. <laughs> which Blaze thinks is ridiculous. They don't even have pictures. <laughs> Specifically, he's learning about the uh, the time that a nationwide panic was caused by the crustaceans from the cosmos radio play. <laughs> I uh, I really appreciate when the show commits to the main stuff. It, it, they commit so hard that they bring in the brains voice actor for the radio drama. <laughs> oh yeah, we got uh, we got Maurice Lamarche here. It's time for uh, yes. Orson Welles to do his uh, Orson Welles impression. Yes. It's, call, I, it's I can't easy remember the to, last time I heard that impression. It's me. easy to forget that he's just chief. Yes. Th yeah. that he's uh, that's, just, pretty, that's pretty close to his normal voice. Yeah, mm. and normally he's doing, like, voices. He's not one of these. The he's normally just focus. doing his speaking voice, like Steve no. Bloom, who just sounds like Steve Bloom. Well, variations of Steve Bloom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Steve Bloom has range and they don't let him use it. I mean, you've got Starscream Steve Bloom, and then you've got, like, Wolverine Steve Bloom. Yeah. And I was... Uh, oh no, but they all kind of sound like degrees of Steve Bloom. Yes. Yeah. Um, Gundam 0080, he's in the dub of that as... Like, 
somebody's dad, and it's like it's the most un-Steve Bloom kind of character. <laughs> like he's just a boring old man. <laughs> so, fun thing that I learned recently, but which is you know historical. Uh, there was an episode of the Super Mario Brothers Super mm-hmm. Show uh, because it was produced by Deke. Uh, also, the studio that brought you Inspector Gadget. There is an episode where a young Maurice LaMarche shows up huh. as Inspector Gadget in the live action sequences. <laughs> I'm always on duty. <laughs> so that is something that you can look up on YouTube and is uh, fun to, that was a fun little thing to run into but but yes they remembered the, hey we've got Maurice LaMarche on the payroll already let's have him do some Orson Welles talk about lasers the color of chowder Manhattan style yes <laughs> sadly they have not called upon him to do a Don Adams impression on this show sadly <laughs> but it is in fact pretty scary and Blades concedes that a radio show can be scary yes so they head downtown. They're going to hand out some candy. And uh, Cody is going to ride over in quick shadow. But as they are go, as they are on their way, uh, the uh, Evan and Miles pop out of the sewer like a couple of Ninja Turtles. <laughs> and they, they slap a control device on on her to, on her undercarriage to control her because I guess they saw Batman return. Yes. They have seen that movie. They know that that's how you hijack a car. To get in the sewer. You gotta admit, Evan, we played this stinking city like a hop from hell. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, this is also kind of a Bond thing, as there's an extended scene in uh, Tomorrow Never Dies where Bond controls his car with a remote control from a bunch of bad guys who are trying oh, to steal yeah. it. Ah, that's like the opposite of this. Yes, just, just uh, right after he's been. Uh, Held at gunpoint by a uh, hitman played by the great character actor Vincent Chiavelli. Mm-hmm. Vincent Chiavelli. Who's, who's just terribly embarrassed that these guys can't break into Bond's car. <laughs> Have you tried calling the auto club? <laughs> no? Mm. Anyway. Oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, Vincent Chiavelli, the, uh, who is also in Batman Returns, in fact. Yeah. Uh, sadly, they are not doing this from like a weird like carnival ride version of Quick Shadow, the way that Danny DeVito is with the Batmobile. Yeah, that's a fun movie, except all of the creepy penguin sex pest stuff. <laughs> Wait, he's in Batman the Animated Series? What? Everything else about it is good. Ooh, Danny DeVito? No, Chevelli, apparently. That's I, yeah, I think he was like a henchman in something. Oh, well. <laughs> Like not like a not like one of the main bad guys, but he, he like a prominent ish role, I think. Mm. Anyway, so uh, so this takes control of her, and now she is on a chase, and she's using all of her spy gadgets. Yes, against mm. her will. Yes, she's got a a net cannon which ensnares Deputy Barney. <laughs> he didn't even know what was coming. She's got an oil slick. And at one point, she uh, this was not a this is not a James Bond thing. This is a Batmobile thing where she uses like a grappling hook to make a super sharp turn. Yes, yeah. because oh. the Batmobile does that in the first Batman movie. 
Because Cade and Heatwave are trying to block the road, and she does that to get around them, and she's like, so sorry. Chevelli voices Zatanna's dad. Mm -hmm. Oh, that makes sense. I guess. Uh, Zatanna, who I believe was voiced in that by the non-downtown Julie Brown. Oh. Oh. The other Julie Brown. The one from, like, Earth Girls Are Easy. Mm. The one I don't remember. Anyway, yes. uh, Sorry to distract that with his IMDB. Yes. So she is headed towards the water, but unfortunately, and you know, she plunges in, and it turns out that she is she has the feature of another famous Bond car, of course, the uh, the Lotus Esprit from The Spy Who Loved Me, yeah, uh, the so-called Wet Nelly. Yes, <laughs> even I got this bit. That's a weird nickname for a car, and like very similar shots to the sequence where it turns into a submarine. Yes, yeah. There's nice underwater music. I mean, if you're going to do it, you might as well do the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Go all the way. <laughs> Fortunately, as we have learned in previous episodes, Cybertronian uh, passenger cabins are uh, watertight, so he does not. <laughs> yes. Cody does not immediately drown. Oh, this episode a little bit earlier, before the car gets abducted, and when they're trying to figure out costumes and things. They figure they remember. Oh, they have dino modes. Yes, That's right. like we have costumes built in. Those are the, gonna be their yes. costumes. Chase turns into Stegosaurus mode. Also, Kate is a clown. Yeah, clowns are pretty scary. Yes, they t- because he says clowns are the most terrifying thing of all. Yes, they are. And also, uh, the uh, our like scene transition logo is a jack o' lantern, which is uh, amusing. <laughs> oh, yes. I guess I blinked and missed that. Hmm. I Kate should have been more dressed like Pennywise. No, I don't think that movie had come out yet. I mean, I guess he'd be like the first one, the Tim Curry one. Well, I guess he'd be Tim Curry Pennywise. I I don't think you're getting away with too scary a clown on this show. No, I think it's funnier asserting that that clowns are scary when you're just a very normal clown. Yes. Like, if you're a scary clown, then, yeah, that's scary. But if you're a normal clown, then it's humorous to say that it's scary. So everybody heads out to uh, to sea, because, of course, Heatwave can turn into a boat. Yes. And blades can fly. And he does. I and like Boulder's boat. just tagging along. <laughs> and so it's, it's Chase and Graham, and they're going to have to go downtown, because Candy and Justice do not dispense themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, they're left oh, and then behind. he insists on handing out the candy in alphabetical order to costumes. Yes. Yes. Sorry, zombies, you're last. That's just the rules. So anyway, Cody figures that there is something indeed that's attached to her. And so she manages to transform, get... Or, well, Cody is able to get into Heatwave. She transforms and scrapes it off herself on a rock. Mm. But and then, but not before the device captures, uh, you know, her talking about uh, her being, you know, a space robot. How they're Cybertronian. Yeah. Yes, we are aliens. Spike the camera. Hey. Yes. Cut it out. Cut it out. So we're uh, kitty fun. So we're you know the our the peril is resolved for the day. We're uh, we're all set. We're we're getting ready for the uh, for the party at. Uh, Back at the base, but oh no, there's a mysterious pumpkin in the driveway. It's the Green Goblin. Ah! (laughs) 
Oh no, a pumpkin bomb. Also, we we get a uh, quick shadow gives us a, a Bob's your uncle, and Cody points out that actually his uncle's name is Woodrow. But I I <laughs> like that she's aggressively English. <laughs> yeah, like she could just have the accent, but no, nope, she's got the whole package. It, she's a oh, what do you what would you call a weeaboo for for England? That's fair. Oh, there, That's there was a word. Anglophile, I suppose. Anglophile, that was the word. Yes. Oh. But also... I, I thought you were... T- there's, there like, some comical... Uh, well, there probably is a more comical term. one, but I was trying to think of Anglophile. Because on the one hand, we have Drift. Well, yes. well Drift. Uh, well, it's, uh, you know... How I guess... They, you, uh, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, they call, uh, they call the BBC the Beeb, so... It's like a weeb, but they're a beeb. <laughs> yes, that works. Anyway, so this pumpkin is a blackmail demand because Evan and Miles have this video footage. They are going to re- they're going to reveal the existence of aliens, and then the police are going to like arrest them for aliens? Question mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's a weird being aliens. I mean, they just. I mean, clearly they're not aware of the massive government conspiracy that covers up the uh, presence of Cybertronians. Yeah, I think they're expecting that they're going to be like, it's going to be a big deal and not that Sector 7 or whatever is about to be knocking on their door. Yeah, no, these these guys are going to, uh, like, that, that magnet boot prison from uh, the movie Face Off. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, actually, you don't want to be trying to expose these robots. That's not a good idea. So so Boulder decides, hey, what if we just told everybody we were really robots and released the video ourselves? Like that radio show. Turns out that idea is so stupid, it's brilliant. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, quick, so quick shadow, you know, she surrenders. Uh, Evan and Miles get inside her. But then, oh, it's a double cross because they are seat belted into place. But they, of course, they have already uploaded their video. But they, but the the bots and company have released their own, which is a hilarious fake. It's pretty yeah. delightful. It's pretty great. They get the toys. It, it goes like full Ed Wood invasion movie kind of thing. Oh, the, the seatbelts to tie you up, that isn't a Bond thing? That really feels like it should be. I don't know if that's a Bond thing. I don't recall that in a Bond movie. Because I swear I've seen it in some movie, but mm. maybe it wasn't a Bond There's a lot of beeping and booping. He's done the ejector seat thing. Yeah. There's a lot of beeping and booping, and there is obvious use of cardboard, and they they got... I liked the marching toys. I like the marching toys, but Yes. I like the pie plate UFO host. Mm-hmm. Those are always classic. And we get we get some Huxley Prescott in here. Yeah. And uh, he does the uh, they're already here. Your next thing from the end of the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers. <laughs> yes. Oh, is it he that, him that has the line about extraterrestrial Toast and butter with jam? Or is it? Wait, I wrote yes. something. Yes. Yes, we're toast. Toast with extraterrestrial butter and jam. Ah, that's that one. <laughs> and so, you know, she hands them over to the uh, the human members of the team who are strongly gaslighting them. Also, <laughs> uh, they hand Huxley Prescott 
the script and he's like, well, I usually write my own copy. And he starts reading it and it says, TV <laughs> news legend Huxley Prescott. He's like, oh, this is, I could, I could do, I could, I could work with this. Um, I'm surprised they got the mayor to properly read anything, though. Yeah, he, he's he's fleeing while acting badly along with the rest of the townspeople. Yes. And yeah, that uh and so yeah, it's uh, well, it looks like it's off to the nut house for you two. <laughs> I, I mean there, there is no Irish cop in this, but there should be. There should be. Well, they require a second cop. And that is uh that is a that is a series wrap on Evan and Miles. They're going back to jail uh pos- I guess forever now. Oh, okay, so I guess they could break out of regular prisons, but some sort of insane asylum in New England keeps them forever. <laughs> I mean, it is possible. Is there a haunted insane asylum in a Stephen King novel? Just because the I characters... there's got to be an insane asylum in a Stephen King novel. Just because the rescue bots came up with a, a way to counter-program the, uh, the video that they had put out doesn't mean that Agent Fowler isn't going to be knocking on their door after this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's probably not happy. Yes, I think they may be finding themselves in some kind of underground facility under Unit E. <laughs> Although apparently they will be back in Rescue Bots Academy. Oh, okay. Yay. So they don't get locked up too hard. Or they reform by the time of that sequel series? I actually think they do reform in that sequel series. Oh, Neat. Blade says they're going to be charged with blowing up a perfectly good pumpkin. <laughs> oh, yeah, the pumpkin self-destructed after it yes. finished its message. And got pumpkin goop on everybody. Mm. All right, so that is it for this episode. This was a fun one. I, I always enjoy the crime druids. <gasps> yeah, yeah, they're, they're very low stakes compared to some of the other, well, the other two big supervillains, but they're, they're, they're just- interesting. Pretty standard villains. But also, mm. I mean, I guess they sort of played up how they were doing, like, computer crimes. Yeah, hacker stuff. So I guess that explains why they don't know how to dress themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly, if they were designed these days, they would probably be wearing pajama pants. These shapeless tan hoodies and pajama pants. Or jorts. Apparently... Or- Jeggings. Apparently, jeans are now for old people. They are? I guess I don't pay attention to people's legs these days. Yes, I, I have been informed that jeans are dress-up clothes that only old people wear. Oh, so, do people just wear sweatpants? What, what else is there? Yeah, I guess so. I guess they just wear sweatpants or pajama pants or leggings. It took me the longest time to sh- sh- uh, shift from regular slacks two jeans well, and there was like cargo pants somewhere in the middle jeans are now like jeans are dress up slacks wow. were to our generation wow the fuck it's pretty bad I mean, Sad. If I kids these days if I leave the house in just sweatpants usually I'm just getting the mail or something Yeah, it's a very bad day No, I don't, if I no, leave I don't I, the house in sweatpants I have absolutely called off of work to take PTO yeah. and I am going to target either for Gatorade or for herbal tea okay I did it sometimes in college but usually it was like fuck I need groceries I have to leave the apartment 
and I'm not going to be out that long. I guess it is sweet that they get to be rehabilitated, though. Yes. Basically, if I'm getting in a car to go anywhere, I need I need jeans or some sort of pants on. Yes. <sighs> anyway. All right. So, David's Tokusatsu Corner is on holiday hiatus. Uh, no, it was last week. But, oh, but okay then. I, I have one this week. Now we're back. All right. Then that, in that case, it's time for David's Tokusatsu Corner. Yes. Uh, we're down uh, this week on one, two, three, four, five. Five, man. Struggle Robot Battle! Oh. We're in the, like, home stretch, like, the last five episodes, so things are starting to come together. We are on the struggle bus. Yes. And the, the school that was destroyed in the very first episode where the five men were teachers has finally been rebuilt. The new town school. Like, that is such a name here school <laughs> in English, but it's in Japanese Oof. that it's new town school. It's threw me for a loop. It's pretty bad. And it's taken a year. They finally rebuilt that and and the kids are excited and and the rangers are also excited because they're teachers. They're going to teach there. That's what we're going to be doing today. But meanwhile, at the bad guy's base, Garoa, the demoted general, has spent his time in between being a janitor in the base spaceship uh, and upgraded one of the Stay Puff Marshmallow robots... Well, they're, they're called... Oh, what are they called? Something. They're numbered idiot robot things. They're just big, pillowy, stay-puff, marshmallow-shaped. Anyway, he's upgraded it, and he's going to attack the rangers with it. And while the rangers are out driving in a jeep, heading to the school for their first day back at the j- job, they're attacked by a killdozer. <laughs> it's like just this bulldozer... Or no, it's... um. One of the big scoop things with the wheels, not not treads. What are they called? Uh, Whichever steam one was shovel? bulldozer, scavenger, bulldozer. One of them things, mm. but it doesn't have a driver, and it almost runs them off the road. And then suddenly, the big Stay Puff Marshmallow robot arrives, piloted by Garoa, and absorbs the killdozer and uh, a other bulldozers and and a scoop, a hook. Thing. He absorbs like four or five Constructicons at a construction site and merges into a Devastator. Uh-oh. <laughs> Only it's it's a yellow and black colored Devastator, effectively. Mm-hmm. It's a redeco. What's one of the ones you see on the little pop-up ads for Temu on Amazon? Or on uh, Facebook? Yeah. Oh, yeah. One of the weird recolored ones, yes. Uh, is there a picture of the thing? No. Can I not find that? Well, he calls it Big Garoan. Big Garoan, but my notes are all... It's just... It's Devastator. <laughs> it's, it's a redeco with different parts. Just is. Uh, so he attacks the rangers, and, and... But they're panicked. It's like, we're supposed to be going to school. But it's like, okay, we'll transform. We'll get in our giant robot. We're not even a quarter of the way through the episode, and it's big robot time already. That's the best time. So they attack, they merge their robots together, they do their final attack punch, and this knockoff Devastator catches the final attack punch and just starts beating the shit out of the Ranger's robot. It really is a more powerful giant Stay Puft mecha. To the point, like, it punches the 
Ranger's robot's head off and one it knocks off one of the arms. It's defeated Super 5 Robo. And the Rangers are like, shit, it's the halftime of the episode. What the fuck? <laughs> so they're out of their robot. Everybody's panicked. Uh, Devastator starts walking towards the, the magma base that the Rangers have as their base, which used to be the spaceship that their parents traveled around the universe in and got killed. So, okay, as, as Devastator's walking towards it, it flies into space, and it's like, well, fuck. I was, go- I was going to defeat the Rangers and their base and everything, but I beat up their main robot, so that's good. But now I want to do something else, something else to get back at the Rangers. Oh, I know, I'll destroy the school again and kill some kids. As you do, normal stuff. <laughs> so that's the plan. The, the Rangers are panicked. Trying to get to the school, but they don't have a giant robot to get there, so they're basically on foot. Although sometimes somehow they do catch up eventually in the end. I guess maybe they got back in their jeep that got run off the road. Anyway, point is at the end of the episode, Arthur, their robot nanny, lands the the magma base back on the ground in the path of the giant devastator, and just as the rangers get inside, unloads an ungodly amount of guns that are on their base. It's like. Well, why did you bother moving it into space first? Why didn't you just sit there and shoot the shit out of it and destroy the enemy robot? As you do. Mm-hmm. So they do that, and the day is saved thanks thanks to Magma Base, which kind of looks like a giant pair of robot boots, because I suspect it is going to turn into a robot by the end of the series. <laughs> but we only got like four episodes left. <laughs> Gotta hurry. Gotta get that robot built quick. Either either it's a robot or it transforms into a playset, because it, it's exceedingly toyetic looking. I mean, yeah, yes, a lot of things in Power Rate or Super Sentai do look toyetic because they're designed to be toys, but this more so. Mm. It's like a big pair of robot boots with cannons strapped on the side. Anyway, the day is saved thanks to Magma Base and and the Garoa runs back to the base and, and um, Empress Meadow is like, okay, that was actually pretty good destroying the Rangers' robots. Now you have to fight against uh, the other guy, Chevy, to see which one of you is my ultimate commander next episode. Next time. Oh, yeah, and and, uh, the five robo, the ranger's robot, is still broken at the end of the episode. Hmm. Well, they gotta start ramping things up for the end of the season. Yes, finally we have plot. And that's it. All right. So that is uh, it for us for this week. We'll be back next week with more robo with more re- more robos bots. in disguise. <laughs> yes, rescues in disguise. Uh, until then, you can until then you can find us all over the internet. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Uh, we are on Mastodon, and we have a Patreon. So we are hosted on IaconUnderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is Patreon.com slash IaconUnderground. And every month we do a super fun special episode just for our Patreon listeners for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, and for December, uh, we did a holiday special with the ELF, the animated series uh, Goomer's Day special episode uh for january we are going to be taking a bite of gum gum uh because david is going to make us watch the one piece show yes the live action one which did 
So many people have watched it said it's really good. It is really good. It is a good anime adaptation to live action. Which also, the, the recently, um, Yu Yu Hakusho did a live action adaptation, which is really good to a point. Like, it, oh. I, I, I don't know how we could talk about that, because it's like, it's a five episode series that does like the first two arcs in five episodes, cutting out so much shit. What it does is good. But, oh, it's really short. But One Piece is better than that, because it actually has better pacing and fun. And a killer, crazy clown man. But I hate fun. I like crying. The Tumblr went mad for. I just like crying. Uh, what? Have you seen Godzilla Minus One? Not yet. Highly recommend, although it's probably out of theaters definitely by now. But but it, it, it pushed me to the edge of... Wait, did I cry? I think I did a little. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy made me cry more, but that was a really good Godzilla movie. Yes. Anyway, yes, Patreon stuff. Yes, Mastodons, Patreon specials, they are a lot of fun. Oh, I did, rate and review us on, we're on Am- Amazon or Apple podcast thingies Apple. or other places. Did that, oh, that's right. It's not that it was actually broken. It was just like not showing up for you. And then I was like, no, it's fine. And you refreshed it and it was fine. Somehow. Yay, computers. Tell people about us in our widow podcast. Yes. Yes. All right. So that is it for us this week. We'll be back next week with more robots in disguise. No, we'll be back with more rescue bots. Rescue I'm bots. sorry. It's the holidays. I mean, they it are technically robots in disguise. Kind everybody's of. brains are just mush right now. I have no idea what day of the week it is. So it's, many people bringing cookies to work. It's, it's a problem. January now when this comes out. Oh, I need to make cookies or something. I've been meaning to make a cake, but for reasons I haven't. But no, next uh, week we will see the return of yet another uh, classic villain who becomes a friend as next week the uh, Rescue Bots confront the enemy of my enemy. (gasps) Is my friend. Are they, though? And we we get a new villain who is also a really old villain. Ooh. Ooh. I will be excited to see this. He's a villain who might remember the Boer War. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Oh. That one. So until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David.